I think Tim Ferriss says that, you know, the degree to which you'll be successful is the degree to which you'll be comfortable uh, having uncomfortable conversations. That makes sense. The things that are always left hardest to say and bring up with someone normally have the biggest impact. For example, someone who's not quite pulling their weight at work or someone who you think is not really working on what they should be working on based on like who you see them being as a person. That's a conversation I have with people from time to time. That's not easy. Very hard to go to someone unprompted, unsolicited, hey, what, what you're spending time on, I think it's not what you should be doing. I think you're actually capable of this without trying to tell them what to do. Because obviously 18 and lost chapter one, if anyone's read the introduction, sorry, I, I'm not that sort of person, you know, the whole all advice is bad advice. But at the same time, am I a resource to help give people an awareness of themselves that they don't see? Um, and which is often the case, people don't normally see their full potential. So I think there's that degree of like, what's unsaid that really deserves to be said versus um, what's my raw opinion? What's my raw, unedited, unfiltered opinion that I'm just going to give to you whether you ask for it or not? And some people, I think my late grandfather, I think he was very famous for the, for the latter, for being very raw and just, you know, this is what, this is what I think of you and uh, pissed a lot of people off. But there's also something to be admired for the no bullshit approach because we certainly need a bit more of that. We're certainly lacking that more than we have too much of it. So, but again, not, not on Twitter comments, Facebook comments and YouTube comments. That's the extreme echo chambers of the yeah. worst of humanity. I think, I think we, especially with people that we care about, we might, I mean, the tendency, if, if it's going to hurt their feelings, potentially we, we might um, not bring it up, even if it will benefit them. And even if it, maybe it's a little bit harsh, for example, if that person's close to you and respects you, then they'll understand in the long run that, you know, you want the best for them. And I think potentially, do you think, Joe, there's different ways you can approach it? Like you can't, it's very difficult to just criticize someone, even if you have the best intentions, as opposed to lightly bringing their attention to something that they're doing, um, that might, they might be better off doing it a different way. Um, and obviously different people take criticism in different ways, but do you think there's two different approaches in that regard as well? Yeah, I think how is everything. I think it's not just the medium. Uh, sorry, it's not just the message, it's the medium is everything. Uh, there, there's, that's, there's so many examples of that. Normally, this is the, the tough thing with family. Normally, it doesn't work in family. Normally, it's very hard for family members to give one another very different perspective and awareness. You're often too close. You don't look objective. You look like you always have an agenda and uh, you always need, it's always better have external reference points because the how, the how is everything. The how is absolutely everything. And you can think about it two ways. Like I, I heard someone say yesterday, I can't remember if it was on a podcast, but no one's ever really gotten their point across to someone by telling them they were an idiot. People just don't seem to respond to that. No. Like you shouldn't be doing this this way. You should be doing it that way because you're an idiot for doing it this way. But when you say, look, 
you've put in a lot of effort into this. This was really great, this podcast, Luke. Maybe you should consider doing this to make it even better, but it's up to you. You see how that just changes the energy? Yeah. Again, you, the, what you were talking about before with that reaction, you know, people are not designed to just quickly take on what someone else says and completely shift what they're doing. Right? We, we're not, we don't just, um, we don't completely alter course because of one piece of instruction. We have this natural defense mechanism when we feel like someone's trying to force us to do something. That's why I think the old uh, how to win friends and influence people, the whole point around you've got to convince other people it's their idea kind of thing. I've yeah. never looked at it that way. I think you just, I think it's more like you've got to leave people the room and package something up for them in a way that they can approach when they're ready. The example I'd give you is something like dating. The one factor you never control in dating, which is also therefore true of marketing, is timing. If someone's, no matter how great you are, how great they are, uh, if someone's just come out of a relationship or if someone's just really stressed and anxious at the moment, you know, no matter how good the match is on paper or how simple one date might be, it just might not be the right time. Now, what would you do? Would you force yourself, you know, and try and convince and present a case? Or would you just give that space and retreat and then allow that person to kind of, you know, that could be revisited perhaps down, down the road. And I think when you're trying to give someone a different perspective, it's kind of the same thing. You see a gap in potential and you want to fill it. And this is very big of education, right? You see a gap in potential, you want to fill it. And so just because you think the other person doesn't get it, you push harder and harder and harder and harder. Uh, really, I think any persistence has to be persistence that comes from love, like uh, which which has a which denotes some sort of patience, which is kind of like I'm here and this is the idea for you, you know, when you're ready. 